Welcome everybody to the brink. We're back. Yay. Woo. Exciting. Yay. We haven't been here for quite some time. It's been a couple of months since we've actually done a, a proper episode. Um, we have since only had uh, interviews. Uh, one of them was just slightly with only Kevin Bacon, but uh, it's been some time. My name is Ben. You heard a woo. And who's this other person on the line with us? I'm Mallory. Oh, hello, Mallory. You're, You're still wonderful. My with wonderful my co-host. Did you want to be for yourself? Wife? No, I just couldn't think of what I was called. Oh, well, your name's Mallory. I think you just established that. So, um, it's been a few months since we've been here. What's been happening? Nothing's been happening in life, has it? Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Just same old, same old? Yep. Just Nothing chilling, new. chillaxing, didn't go anywhere, nope. haven't moved anywhere. Nope. No. Uh, I guess the last time people heard us, though, we were in Queensland. Uh, are you okay there? You're... It's dripping a lot of water. We just established that uh, Mallory's actually ironing right now, which um, makes a first that somebody's been ironing during recording. Do you know what you're doing there? Yeah, it's turned up all the way, and I didn't realize that it was turned up all the way, but I can't... Turn it down. Okay. It's all right. We've destroyed a lot of things in this hotel room, so I'm sure that the iron and the ironing uh, board thing will uh, only add to it. Uh, we have... Last time you heard us, we were in uh, sunny Queensland enjoying the Sunshine State, and we've travelled around a bit. We've been back to your homeland. We've we have. been to Fiji, sort of, the USA, sort of, back to Hobart, and where are we right now? New Zealand. There. Yay. We're in New Zealand. And why are we in New Zealand? Because you have a job. Yay. Well, that's and not the only reason. because <laughs> visas are difficult to get and yes. expensive. So we are in a bit of a Switzerland purgatory land right now as we uh, move here and uh, to, to be together. Oh, In the land of the long white cloud or the land of the long white sheep, basically. Um, you, you've never heard of it being called the land of the long white cloud before? No. That's its little nickname. Why? Honestly, like, people think that freaking, where are you from? Australia is wow. a conspiracy and doesn't exist. Like, New Zealand is even more of a conspiracy <laughs> that doesn't exist. It's, it's its own little world over here, isn't it? Like, like I feel like New Zealand didn't really exist to me until I lived in Australia. Right. Okay, that's a nice thing to, to say. But no, it's its own little world. Yeah, it's exactly. smack bang here in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, just doing its own thing and just being... Bang. A, being its own place, but um, before before we came here though, um, we we ventured back to your land, back to Canada. We did. How how was it living or not living? Were you you lived there for a month? I guess. How was it being back home? Pretty good, pretty good. Warmer than it is here, mm-hmm. so it's positive. Pretty good. That's it. Nothing else, Dad. No. No. You're really talkative recently, aren't you? Really, really talkative when it comes to. Chatting <laughs> up these. Is this why we haven't done one of these episodes in quite some time? <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. I should mention that we did film a movie when we were over there, and we also did a film one when we were coming down here. Um, but, yeah, we um, filmed a movie that has not been edited or put together at there. all. It's getting there. Um, about 28 days we were in uh, in Canada, mostly in Victoria, um, and a bit in Vancouver, a bit in Kelowna, and a bit in your favourite place in the world, Winnipeg. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Hello, Colin, if you're listening. He's on this episode today, so don't be too mean to him. Although he was mean to the Canucks, so uh, just spoiler alert later on when it comes to this episode. Uh, went back to Hobart for a few weeks. That was fun. You got to see the Wolf Brothers. The we Wolf. We had on the show a couple weeks ago. The Wolf Brothers. The Wolf Brothers. Your new favourite band. Yeah, they were really good. You enjoyed it. What did you most enjoy about the Wolf Brothers? 
their <laughs> wonderful performance. Yeah, that's good. Why is that a weird thing? Stretch. What did you say? I almost enjoyed their music. I guess. Um, just like I wasn't prepared for that question. How has it how has it been back in Hobart for a couple of weeks? I mean, you you know, I've only Fine. spent about a month or so there previously. I, feel like I slept most of the time. You did, yeah. Nothing new there. Didn't really do a whole lot, did we? Save money, so to speak, and uh, now we're here in New Zealand. And and what have we done? We've been here now for nearly three weeks, believe it or not. I know it feels like a lot shorter, but also a lot longer. I think it, I honestly think it just feels like it's been a lot shorter. Like it doesn't feel like we've been here for that I long. I feel like we haven't done that much. Well, I mean, we just kind of did a 10-day road trip, basically, from the top to the bottom. <laughs> um, coming soon, Brink Unleashed 11, Aotearoa, a uh, great way to advertise it. Um, but, I mean, we were in Hamilton for essentially a week. What did you think of Hamilton? Hamilton was cute. Hamilton was cute. You got to see the Hamilton Gardens. I did. Uh, we drove gardens in the, Hamilton. We, we, we drove to Rotorua, and uh, our beloved Nick Chester took us back to the little uh, luji bits. That was fun. From the Brink Unleashed 6, that was fun. Um, you got to smell the lovely town that was Rotorua. I memorable, did. Memorable experience with there. Went to the rugby. We did. Yes. Watched we, next team lose. Wakato versus Otago, and uh, that was the then the final that was on this week, the second division final, which Wakato ended up winning, so good for them. And, yes, I managed to get paid employment uh, in a little place called Invercargill. Which, for those not in the know, is right at the bottom of this country. And uh, that is where we are now. And we took a nice little 10-day trip from Hamilton all the way down here to Invercargill. We stopped off in Taronga, a little sort of beachy city thing, which was kind of nice. We went to Wellington for a couple of days, which probably was my favourite place we went to. Followed by Christchurch. We went to Queenstown. Then we went to Dunedin. And now here we are. In Invercargill, what what were your highlights, your favourite bits along the way as we came down here? My favourite bits along the way? Um, oh, that's a question, I haven't thought about it. Well, now you can. I actually really liked Picton, even <laughs> though we were only there for like half an hour. We saw it for like two seconds, um, what was it like? Oh, my, hi- my number one highlight is that strawberry place. The strawberry place. In? Well, it was near Picton. Do you remember what the town was called? Strawberry land. Yep, that sounds right. Yep. Uh, we basically, <laughs> as soon as we got this car from Picton, we stopped off a little strawberry place where they had, what did we get, like a frozen yogurt, didn't we? That was, that yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, like homemade, fresh strawberry frozen yogurt. It was mm-hmm. so good. But you, so you weren't that much of a fan of Dunedin? No. But did you like uh, Wellington, Christchurch, or... I liked uh, Wellington. Wellington is very windy. Yes, the windiest city in the world. Um, Christchurch was cute. I liked Queenstown, but, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live in Queenstown. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so far, Invercargill, been here for about two nights? I like right? Invercargill. You like it? It has a soft spot in my heart already. That we've been here for three days? Yeah. So do you think that will remain as we continue this journey I don't onwards? know. I already know my way around and, like, don't feel like it's possible to get lost here and, like... It's pretty great. Well, I think that's going to be interesting moving forward recording this, being able to uh, retell epic stories of Invercargill, um, which uh, I do believe, um, I think it was Mick Jagger, famously called the asshole of the world. So, um, Yep, that's the place where we chose to pretty live. Pretty interesting slogan. And well, I, I just also want to point out, too, that at one point in history, it was actually a sister city with Hobart, believe it or not. So I can't seem to escape. Um my past, as here we are right now. But um, 
it's it's an exciting time. We've been put up in a hotel room. Well, I want to say hotel room, motel room, uh, for a couple of weeks from my new employer while we it's get a inn. little house. It's actually what an inn, an inn, an inn. We've got a little kind of like a, I guess it's a studio room with a kitchen and. No, it's not a studio well, room because the room is closed off. Well, I knew what I was trying to say. An open plan sort of living with kitchen and then it's got a little closed off bedroom and a bathroom. And uh, got a, I think we're the only people staying at this um, hotel <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, run by a lovely little couple who um, so basically nice. as soon as we arrived, he gave us a little bottle of milk. I don't know if that's an Invercargill <laughs> tradition. Welcome to Invercargill. had some milk. But we took it and we drank it. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering milk. if they're going to replace our milk tomorrow. Look, we, we can only hope. Because we're out of milk. We can, we've only got long life milk, please. <laughs> Lovely in couple, give us more milk. Um, and there's a bed in the lounge room, which we're using there's, as kind of a... There's also only three of everything here. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's three plates, three cups, three bowls, three spoons, three forks, because it's a three-person room. So. Very specific. I, you know? I noticed. I think of, it's funny that there's only three of everything. We may have stained some plates and stuff, but, you know, we're not fair. It's like we're really we, terrible cooks, apparently. We have really tried to clean them, and they're pretty rubbish. How did cleaning go tonight? Um, yeah, it went pretty good tonight. So, but just, yeah. It's positive. It hasn't gotten worse. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what else there is to, to add, essentially, on top we of like that. We like Invercargill. We're very poor, so when we shop for things for our place to stay, it's going to be interesting. Well, in about 10 days, hopefully, we won't be very poor, but, uh, you know, we're still <laughs> living on a bit of a shoestring budget for the time being, but we're, we're surviving. Until somebody gets paid. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be me. You could get the job tomorrow as well. Could Who get knows? a job. You never know. Um, but, the fact um, that people listen to this amazes me. The, well, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here as a positive cheerleader for this uh, this great historic <laughs> show that has lasted for 14 years, and now you're just shitting all over it. The fact that people listen to this is amazing. Nobody I'm listens to it, Melody. I wonder why. I'm literally ironing like, while we talk about our lives. It's the illusion that people need to go through with this, all right? Now you're just ruining it. Oh, sorry, everybody. I'm not ironing. I'm sitting in a perfect plush chair in a studio with one of those big microphones in front of me. It's fuzzy. I think what we might do <laughs> is take a little break. We'll come back with some uh, classic moments from the history of the rink and come back and see if we can find something more entertaining for this uh, lovely cheerleader to talk about on this uh, great show that she reckons I'm listening to. <laughs> Given it's been a while since you've actually been on air, it's been a while since you've actually been able to hear some classic moments, including this segment. This is Flashback segment where you hear classic moments, hence why it's called a flashback segment. Right now, we're going to hear four moments from the best of 2012. The first one, a lovely little moment in which Sam, our co-host, decided that uh, it was okay to pass wind live on air. Yes, and yes, Arthur's got all the goss on the big boss. Mm, mm, indeed. Indeed, and I believe we also got a text message in, Sam. Dude, Nathan from Signet, and he's just... Said, gee, how about Julia, eh? Yeah. Uh, pretty close yesterday. It was, it was very close. In strip <laughs> close. And um, I believe we actually have a treat uh, in the studio. And um, I'm a bit worried about her entrance. Uh, first of all, I think we're going to play this music. She is the Prime Minister of this country. And uh, she obviously had a bit of steam to let off there. 
Prime Minister, Julia Gillard. Welcome back to the Brink and Edge Radio. Julia, are you there? Julia! Julia yeah, I've got a in. Oh, sorry, there she Julia, is. Julia, Julia, hello, Samuel McCrossan, The Brink, Edge Radio, how you going? Oh, hello, Samuel, hello, Ben, oh, my music. Oh, it's an honour to be back and be invited. It's been a while, and uh, look, Sam, I haven't had the privilege of meeting yourself, but I have to say it is an honour to be within the same air of, of audio as yourself. Yes, uh, yes, Julia, it's... Um it's actually a good thing you're not in our ear right now, actually, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just cracking myself up. Yep, that actually happened. Uh, of course, we would generally, most years, uh, do a world's greatest shave where I would shave my head to raise funds for leukaemia research, and uh, here's a little bit of a clip of how that all went down in the year that was 2012. It's come to that point of the show where you all get a bit excited while Sam and I get a little bit nervous as I'm on extendable microphone and I'm coming out here attempting to be attempting to be quiet so we don't disturb the uni people around us as well as being loud. Now, Bridget, before I speak to David O'Byrne, we're seeing an E being carved into the back of Sam's head. What's going on here? I've missed something. Well, David was keen to get started, so we said, why don't you put an E in the back of Sam's head? And, oh, there's an E. All right, well, I have to introduce the man himself, David. Uh, look, first of all, welcome back to the brink. It's uh, first time since the 300th. Welcome. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be here, and it's uh, the hangover from the 300th is now worn off, and I'm prepared to come back to the show. I like to hear that. Now, one thing, I'm not sure if you're listening on the way in, you've actually been put on um, our good police officer friend, Sergeant Porcupine's arrest report for actually being a chicken and not shaving your head this morning. Yes, I understand that, and uh, I, I did read on Facebook where I'd committed apparently to <laughs> shaving, and that was an interesting and bold statement, almost visionary by the, the Brink team. Uh, but uh, no, I, uh, we're, uh, we're going to be raising a fair bit of money when my hair goes, so I'm not going to give it away for free. So uh, it's, it's a few years you've got to build up yeah. to it. And it, uh, it will happen, but it won't happen overnight. So Oh, we're disappointed. I'm going to sit down here now then, and uh, I think we're going to get this started. I'm going to bring the microphone around here. And you can hear the sound of clippers because this is actually happening right now. Listen to that. That is clippers. Don't make your mind wander and be a little bit dirty. And um, you do whatever you want to do, all right? I'm, I'm scared to see this. We have cameras flashing. We have video cameras rolling. The hair's going into the mouth already. It's a bit, bit flavoursome. Um, we should have added some colour to it a bit there. Sam, how are you feeling at the moment? Well, Ben, about 30 seconds ago, I took my last chance for probably a few months just to run my fingers through my hair, and I can feel it coming off the back of my head right now. And what's that feeling like? What was it like having an E in the back of your head there for a moment? You could be like Edge Man. I, I had a line carved into the side of my head, and I had an E carved into the back of my head. It didn't feel too bad. felt a bit untidy, but it was okay. And uh, look, I, I can tell you now, my hair's extremely thick and I, I feel sorry for Bridget having to shave it here because she could be here for about three hours at this rate doing it. Uh, Bridget, um, without probably shoving this microphone and knocking you out at the moment, how are you feeling shaving the thickness of my hair? I love shaving thick hair. It's great. <laughs> you mentioned you wanted to be a hairdresser before, so this is just a challenge for you. Yes, it is. You're making my childhood dream come true. <laughs> That's what we try and do every week here on The Brink is make people's childhood dreams come through. David O'Byrne's doing a brilliant job on your head there, Sam, and I'm, I'm getting a bit of an Elvis vibe at the moment there. I can't see it too much. It's looking good. Yes, I, my, I can see my fringe just, just on, the, on, the, on the blanket in front of me. 
<laughs> we, we do look like Jaffers. Um, I'm loving it. And the fact we're allowed to keep these capes as well is, is even better. Um, and this is a weird feeling. This happened three years ago. And Josh took about five hours, but Bridget's a professional and is doing this brilliantly. David, uh, whilst you're shaving Sam's hair at the moment, how how are you feeling at the moment? <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen your head. Uh, <laughs> it's um, well, I, I'm feeling quietly confident that I'm not the worst-looking bloke in the room. So, uh, <laughs> and what happens is when you now you're blushing to a point. Where it's shining through the top of your scalp, that's just that's just marvellous. And uh, all of a sudden, there's more hair on your chin than there is anywhere else. Well, on your head anyway. So uh, it's just marvellous. And I, I'm sort of three quarters of the way through my work of art, and I actually want, just want to stop and walk away, and and leave the big fella to it in a very Depeche Mode kind of the New Romantics sort of early '80s kind of look, if you know what I mean. Anyway, back to you. Can I uh, make a request that David at least shaves a slight bit of my hair off because um, the fact that I'm blushing and I'm probably going to be turning into Tomato Man. We've got Edge Man with the E in the back of his head and Tomato Man. Am I looking about the same colour as my my cape at the moment? (laughs) And a couple of snippet bits of some interview sections here for you as well, including being at the Grand Prix, the Australian Grand Prix in 2012, doing some random little interviews and speaking to the legend that is Sir Jackie Stewart. Jackie, Ben Waterworth, Edge Radio, mate. Who's your tip for the weekend? It's too early. You've got to wait until practice and then qualifying because it's the first race of the year. It takes about three or four races to find out who's really on it, you know, which car's going to do the job. But for sure the Red Bull and the McLaren will be you know, really competitive. Who comes up after that? Uh, we'll know a little bit more, but probably not until, I don't know, after China. Mm-hmm. Working with Lotus, how do you think Kimmy's going to go on his first weekend back? Oh, Kimmy's uh, he's well prepared for it. You know, he's got a lot of skill. And, it, and he's a real racer, uh, even more than Michael. You know, I think he'll, I think he'll come back quickly. I think he's going to do a lot better than Michael then, so uh, podium this weekend possibly for Kimi? Uh, I think that's a bit much to ask. I think it'll take a wee while longer than that. And of course we also got to speak to the amazing Rob Sitch. I had a movie out that year in 2012 and being a bit of a frontline fanboy I had to uh, mention the one, the only Mr Mike Moore, his uh, most famous character I would think uh, from the frontline days. I couldn't have you on the phone and uh, have a chat to you this morning if I didn't mention my fandom for uh, frontline now. This is a show that I watch religiously when I'm uh, home on a Saturday afternoon. Is Mike Moore one of the best characters you think you've ever had created? I I, I love the character, and funnily enough, um, I occasionally pull him out and do a, a fair, you know, hello from Mike Moore to for charity nights. And um, and about I don't know, five or six years ago, I had to go and get the, a, a wig remade it, with grey hair because it was starting to look silly. <laughs> but um, but I do it. Like Sam Neill asked me to do. He did this big charity up in Sydney, and so I. Yeah, muck around and say, uh, you know, Sam, uh, lovely to see what you... And then I'd stop and I'd say, he's not dead, is he? Because I did that with Dame Joan Sutherland and I'm really... Emb- <laughs> and, it was, uh, and it was almost as if I'd never stopped doing it. No, I, I, I still have fun mucking around with that character. Can, can you ever foresee a time in the future where Mike Moore survived the plane crash at the end and uh, you dust him off for, a, for another a remake well, of some sort? Funnily enough, because I've had to do these, these sort of pre-records for these charity nights, I've kept a story going, and he hosts a Asia-Pacific chat show out of Auckland called Less Is More. 
and seems to spend a lot of time talking to Frank Boney Marama out of the CG. So he's he's still alive and well. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Obviously, very, very many people worried at the end of it. I've been asked if uh, we can get you to, to do a hire, Mike Moore, or a hmm, but I'm, I'm not sure if you're allowed to do that this morning. Uh, contractually, I'm allowed to. But, well, I love the hmm because Mike never watched the segments go to air, mm. only the last 10 seconds. So he used to go, Mmm, certainly something to think about. We'll be back after the break. And, of course, his brain had not thought in any way, shape or form and had no intention of thinking. I base every single morning hosting this show off that same persona there. Rob, I'm happy to say that. Yes, I'm allowed to fanboy out every now and then when it comes to those sort of things. Welcome back. Uh, we've apparently gotten Sniffleupagus right now, uh, <laughs> sniffing here. Uh, she's improved her uh, excitement levels of being here. Um, long-term listeners to this show, which apparently there are none because no one listens to this show, um, would remember about 12 months ago, Nora and I did our little road trip and uh, we discovered the delightful Mary who had some fantastic TripAdvisor reviews and we found a few more of hers. Now, I thought we'd start off a bit of a running segment when it comes to finding some more of these reviews and just seeing some of the funny ones because we've done it a few times with some other bits. I know we looked at some KFC reviews at some point thanks to our friend Jax who brought that up. And I found this uh, website here, uh, Ranker, which has the top 24 TripAdvisor reviews. These are legitimate TripAdvisor reviews for a variety of different places around the world. Now, some of these, it doesn't actually have where it is at, but uh, some of them will be there. Now, you have not been told what these are. Nope. So you are going to be learning these as you go. Are you excited? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, this one is called Zoo Days. Uh, the headline reads, Sexual Predator Emu! One star out of five. As my partner and I strolled around the children's section of the zoo... An okay, wait, em- wait, wait, wait. Can we just restart this? How is there a children's section of the zoo? What? I'm missing this like, little petting zoo area where the kids Ooh, go in that. and, That's like, hot. you know, do that. I don't know. Um... I feel like zoos are made for children. There isn't a children's area. I don't know. This is what this person is saying, all right? They're clearly very legitimate. As my (laughs) partner and I strolled around the children's section of the zoo, an emu got a bit too friendly with me, rubbing itself against me. I pushed it away, and and it decided to go ejaculate ejaculate on some poor lady. What? There you go. Do emu? I don't understand. Aren't emus birds? Birds don't work that way. Well, they have to somehow reproduce, don't they? Like, how do, how do they make they little chicklets? Yeah, but they've got to, like, have something to lay that egg. They don't just immaculately conceive an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't know how do birds work. Well, look, look, I don't think you do. I don't think you know how that works in general. Like, do, you, do I need to tell you how babies are made right now? Storks bring them in the mail. Yes. Clearly your mother's been teaching you well. I'm more concerned about a sexual predator emu at this zoo. It's not telling me what zoo it's at. I really feel like this is like, not the weirdest story ever. Oh, uh, no, that's just a general story that we hear often at zoos. No, but like... <laughs> <laughs> We're literally hearing a story here about an emu ejaculating over a woman. I feel like that's not really a weird story, to be honest. Yeah, no. Okay. New Zealand's changed you. Um, we have here a beach... Uh, the headline, Beach is too sandy, but clear water. It uh, reads, what? It's a great beach, just too sandy. Very nice for swimming. Water was so clean and crystal clear. Overall nice experience on Tumon Beach. Recommended travellers to visit anyways. A beach is too sandy. 
Now... People are ridiculously messed up. Like, what? This is from Tom Green of Honolulu, Hawaii. This one's actually got their name. We'll name and shame these people. All right. Uh, number three. The headline reads, There was poo in the kettle. That's disgusting. Do I not don't st- want to know the rest of Do it. Do not stay in this absolute dump of a hotel. And I use the term hotel very loosely. I cannot convey strongly enough how disgusting this place is. Blood-stained headboards that have clearly been up since the World War. The first one. Root stuff. Windows that won't close. No hot water. Broken furniture. Dirty utensils. Broken light fixing. And actual poo in the kettle. The fact that the person actually <laughs> stayed here impresses me. Like, I feel like if I walked into that, I'd be like, no, we're staying somewhere else. Don't care how much more a night it is. Like, I can't stay here. It is. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up with some sort of rash slash disease due to sanitation conditions similar to those of a homeless crackhead. In summary, this place is a complete hole. I feel like instead of writing a review, maybe, like, contact, I was going to say child services, but, like, health and safety. Like, I just want to point out, at what point do you walk into your room and go, oh, this is pretty good. I'm just going to check the kettle. There might be a poo in it. Well, like, we use our kettle here. But have we looked in it once to see if there's a poo in it? Uh, no. But I feel like it would be obvious if there was. Like, we know by now. There's a bread in the kettle. <laughs> It's a very sanitary poo, though. It's boiled every single time, so all the, the feces diseases got out of it. No, I feel like it would just like go watery and you'd end up drinking it. Uh, this one, next one. If buildings could speak, this one would be screaming, run away! <laughs> Bits of this building, banisters, door handles, door handles, etc., will literally come away in your hands, leaving you clutching a shard of sharpened wood or metal. Probably very handy if the place was overrun by zombies, but otherwise just a touch concerning. The bathroom itself resembled a dirty cupboard designed by the inventor of Tetris. Everything was jammed into bizarre angles in order to make it fit. One would need to be a most practiced contortionist to use the sink or the shower. Brilliantly, the toilet wasn't actually fixed to the floor, like some kind of what? cunning booby trap for the wary contortionist de facto. Defecator. Um, what? How does that work? <laughs> I'm confused, alright. I feel like going to the toilet would not go too well. This one, um, the headline reads, Disappointed by the lack of zebras. Um... Well, hang on a minute. It gets better. I was told to check out the Zebras Crossing Abbey Road whilst in London, but didn't see any. What? (laughs) It's a zebra crossing? Like it's a... (laughs) Like, you know, the famous yeah, 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 Beatles yeah, yeah. crossing? Yeah. Like, obviously, somebody's like, told Abbey this Road person, you will see zebras crossing. Get it? I, Perhaps, I get it, but, but I think that they took it the wrong way. They, this is exactly the point. Perhaps you have to come at night to see them. There were lots of people there looking for them, but didn't see a single <laughs> one. I'd recommend London Zoo at Regent's Park. Who wrote the zebra? I feel like this isn't a real... That can't be real. That has to be somebody there, there, being like... There was a funny thing for a while where um, people would, like, take screenshots of, like, actual questions people asked when Yahoo, was it Yahoo Answers was a thing. Oh, Yahoo Answers. And, um, like, just the way people would just answer them and, like, freak these people out. Um, this next one, the headline reads, Do you like brown concrete? If you like brown concrete with dim lighting, you're in for a treat. Life is too short. Do something else. I don't get it. I yeah. also don't get it. This headline reads, Weird, but how can you not go? So, not surprisingly, this museum has wieners of all kinds of animals. They even have a room with folk- folklore creature dongs. 
So if you want to see an elf, troll, ghost, or zombie cow member, this is a place to go. Gift shop isn't great. Wish they had magnets that weren't condoms. Is this like a legitimate oh, museum of penises or somewhere in the it world? It sounds like Mona, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly for Mona. Come on. <laughs> um, this next one, the number eight, Meanwhile in Scotland. I don't like it. The actors have a Scottish accent, and it's very hard to understand. I feel like this website needs more context. Like, is that actually in Scotland? Um, ah, the Long Wall of China. Too long. I didn't even bother. Okay, I built a just wall, so why should I be impressed? Back in my days, the walls were more beautiful, and they didn't have to be so tall. Come on! I just know, so they've written, come one! I don't feel good with my leg that day, and my wife really wanted to visit all the Chinese wall, and I said, okay, let's do it. But I soon understood that it was definitely too long for me, and I got tired. I, fi- I failed in front of my wife because of this wall, so I'm not going to go back there. Uh, this one is on the, uh, I'm guessing this is the Grand Canyon. This writing is very small. Uh, I've been to a number of so-called landmarks in my time, but what the hell was this? Just an overblown sandy ditch. Really don't get the fascination. Took two hours to get there. Should have stayed in my hotel and watched a DVD instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, though. Wow. Uh, worst river ever. The Brisbane River is really nothing to be proud of. It's dark brown water, looks crap, and I have no idea why everyone makes a huge deal out of it. I mean, that's pretty accurate. It is. I mean, it is very brown, but do people make a big deal out of it? Um, All right, we've got one here. They spat in my hair. My girlfriend were having a romantic meal. However, it was spoilt when an employee spat in my hair. Must have been really terrible customers. Cheeky or what? Okay. Uh, Next one. Code red, blood on the pillow. Again, the title says it all. Sleep in your car instead. Pimps on the stairwell, drugs sold in parking lot, blood on the pillow. Again, why would you stay there? Why wouldn't you just leave? <laughs> like, you do have options in life. Here is a uh, a review on the Eiffel Tower. I have no idea why this tower has gained so much importance. It's not even a symbol of love. Yet lovers think it's... St- think it is and start posing in front of it with all kinds of funny poses a very good historical architecture is all i can say this place is swarmed by touts and pickpocketers the touts would ask if you understand english and make you sign a piece of paper upon doing so they will ask you to pay them as you sign that paper without reading it so if someone asks you if you understand english say no stroll around take a few pictures eat cotton candy walk by the river Seine. don't go crazy after the tower and start queuing up to reach its top it's not worth it it will cost you a day yes i that's generally what... Isn't that um, the point of... Yep. Um, some of the... Okay, there's, some of these aren't really that brilliant, to be honest. Um, I feel like they're just whiny. This one here is The Haunting. Haunted! Stay out of it, this is haunted! I saw the ghost in my room over my four-year-old boy. I screamed and ran out of my room, and we collected our thing and checked it out in the middle um, of the night. The rude man in the front desk... This person has no idea what grammar is. There's no full stops in here. Uh, in the front desk, wanted to charge us for a day while we only stayed six hours after checking out. My sister told um, me... That's how it works. She... Her heard water flushing in the toilet and my nanny saw the TV channel switching by itself while my kids watching Tom and Jerry but they didn't think that it really haunted our room number was 03 303 alrighty okay um, okay this one I'm not going to read all this one the headline is a simply found a dead cockroach in my gin and tonic uh, <laughs> the Taj Mehol 
don't, don't get me wrong, it's a pretty impressive building, especially when you realise it's just a tomb. But one of the seven wonders of the world? No way. It was a nice visit and I can tick it off my list. But other than that, don't bother. Oh, and what's up with the white tax on the entrance fee? Fee, do you just assume we have more money than you do? I know how India is poor, but I reckon the people who visit the Taj do have a penny or two to spend. I know it's common practice in India, but still quite ridiculous. Um, yeah, some of these aren't really doing that well. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, this is this is how people are in the world, isn't it? Like, this is legitimately what people want to do. Um, oh, somebody is talking, comparing a concentration camp. That's not going to be good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> There's one here about the house, obviously, where Anne Frank wrote the diary. Mm. Uh, they've written, I don't see the point of this attraction. If, you, if you're if you young, avoid this. It's absolutely a waste of time. So some girl wrote a diary. Who cares? Plus the attic where she stayed is cordoned off to the public. Wow. Anyway, I think we've read enough Gonna there. Go with don't understand the end break house. <laughs> That's um yeah, pretty exciting. We we haven't written any TripAdvisor reviews, have we? We have not. No. Do you think we would write anything quite as uh you know There were too many stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well we tried to warn people on that review, did we not? Yeah. We stayed at a lovely Airbnb. At a nice... We tried so hard to be nice. It was like a little beachy town. The area was nice, but uh, in no way did there it say there was so like 500 stairs. rows of stairs. And this is so when we many stairs. didn't have a car, so we had to like carry every single one of our three giant suitcases up these stairs. So uh, can I just rephrase that? I had to carry every single one of these <laughs> giant suitcases up these stairs. <laughs> Mallory gave me moral support by going, I'll be at the top. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. You got to the top first. <laughs> yeah, well. I followed. I brought it down the pathways. Oh, aren't you just lovely? I am. You are just an absolutely perfect human being. I just ironed your shirt. Stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, then. I didn't ask you to, so... It was um, really wrinkly. Uh, anyway, all right. It's your first day tomorrow. Like, come on. Yeah, well, it's, it's okay. Things can be wrinkly sometimes. We are going to come back and we're going to do a quiz because we want to test our knowledge of New Zealand to see if we should stay in this country. You are welcome. Right now it is time to bring back this bit. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Of course, yes, forget those lyrics. Been so long since we've been able to play these because it's been so long since we've been on the air. And uh, four for you today, and apparently I'm uh, just tooting my own horn this week, because all four just involve purely me and nobody else, uh, but that's just the order of the list that we're going down, folks. Uh, 2008, I apparently decided to sing along to the then big hit song of the time, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. Josh and I made some plans a few years ago. We were to go to the Olympics and take this radio show. It worked out well because, well, it was cheap. Even though it was quite far, we had to take a plane because we couldn't take a car. 
We went to Beijing and we liked it. The taste of sweet and sour pork. We went to Beijing. Yes, we did. I hope Ed Radio didn't mind it. It was so fun. It was so cool. Doesn't mean we're moving the show. We went to Beijing and we liked it. Yep, guess what? We liked it. Oh, it's a bit of an instrumental break. I was going to hear myself. Here we go. No, we didn't like the flame. Some dude on the wire did. Lucky he wasn't. I've completely stuffed this up, Trevor. What are you doing? Lucky he wasn't fatter? Is that what you want me to say? Well, that's not what nice hosts say, Trevor. Yes, I've moved ahead. He's giving me the finger. Hang on. Oh, well, who cares? Ben doesn't. Onto the chorus. Yes, predetermined lyrics don't really work. We went to Beijing and we liked it. The taste of sweet and sour pork. We went to Beijing for the Olympics. Put that finger down. I hope Ed Radio didn't mind it. It was so fun. It was so cool. Doesn't mean we're moving the show. Yeah, we went to Beijing and we sort of liked it. Uh Yes, if only in 2018 I had done such a thing. Uh, Followed another one here by me doing the classic I Love Rock and Roll song with a bit of background uh, singing along here, I believe, by Josh. I Love Rock and Roll. Are you ready? Okay, I'll try and be. Ah! Hang on. Is this thing on? I've got to do that. It's sitting there in the refrigerator I knew it must have been made not that much later It looked so fresh and young It had lots of mayonnaise on it And knew it wouldn't be long till it was in me It would be in my stomach digesting all day long Singing Chicken rolls, it's so nice with lots of mayonnaise. I love chicken rolls, so put it in my stomach and dance with me. You can join in if you want, Josh, you know. <laughs> it sort of looked really kind of tasty as well. That worked a little bit. I thought I'd put it in the toaster because that would be swell. That was good rhyming. Yeah. I put it in for seconds. seconds. It tasted really nice. It wouldn't be that much longer until it was back in me. Yeah, me. Back in my stomach so it digests a little bit longer later on tonight. Yeah, me. Singing, I love chicken rolls. I love chicken rolls. Put another one in a stomach, baby. Put another chicken roll in a 
Yeah, you can um, see why we didn't really try and sing together too much there. Things kind of got a little bit weird. Um, a recent one for you. This is actually from High Noon Days. This is only from uh, about 12 or so months ago uh, when I was singing along to the Kylie Minogue classic, I Should Be So Lucky. I feel like I need to have a mullet singing this song. Beggars can't be choosers. I go to the shop, I buy myself some food, I'm really looking forward to it. I put my chompers on it, it tastes so darn good, I really can't wait to digest it. It gets a bit sloppy, it drips down my face. What do I have to worry about? Oh no, I realise I have a beard. It's going everywhere, what the hell can I do? It's gonna smell like poo. Food in my beard, 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 beard. Food in my beard, oh no. It's in my beard, it's all over it I really don't know what to do Have you ever had the problem of eating a hamburger And all the sauce strips on your face? Well, multiply that by 20 when you've got hair on your chin It's really not a saving grace Oh crap, I'm in public, there's a hot chick looking at me Now she thinks I'm ugly cause of this tomato Sauce, it's in my facial hair, it's going everywhere Why the hell did I grow this? I'm a bit of a hipster douche Food is in my beard, in my beard Oh, what a terrible day but screw it, I don't really care. This burger is so good, it's a happy thing to say. <laughs> nah, I think, yep. <laughs> oh, Kylie Minogue, what a what a what a trooper. And another one here from 2014. This one gets a bit raunchy, apparently. I touch myself. That's the name of the song. I'm not just admitting something there. Long straps, they go over my shoulders It is so comforting to carry my stuff around When I walk down the street All the girls look at me and say Damn, what a nice backpack I don't want any other backpack When I wear it around my back It is a black wolf Oh, it carries my school books, school books, school books, school books. It's the one, the one I'm gonna wear. Full of stuff and my underwear. Just stayed at my mate's house and had some clothes. It's nothing freaky at school. Got a laptop slot. 
gonna put my Mac in it. No headphone slot. I can't listen to my iPod. I don't give a rat. It is so sexy. Got three girlfriends last week because they love my new backpack. I don't want any other backpack. When I wear it to school, it is a black wolf. Oh, all my friends are so jealous, so jealous, so jealous of my backpack. What do you reckon? Keep going? Yeah, go for it. You're going. You're on a roll, man. On a bread roll? Bread, Or on yeah. a sausage roll? Savory roll. <laughs> All right. Chico roll, man. Bought a Chico roll. I wanted to carry it. Shoved it in my backpack. It got a bit smelly. It didn't affect my love life. Cause it's a black wolf backpack. All the chicks wanted me and some dudes as well. I don't care that the dudes wanted me Cause I have a black wolf backpack I am the fascist Oh, that is right I nearly said another word Another word Another word I want my backpack I don't want any other one And when I wear it It makes me happy Ooh Ooh Backpack I wanna wear my backpack to bed Maybe I'll Google it later and think of it in my head Oh, backpacks are the best Better those shoulder things Cause that's how we do and stuff And backpacks are the thing And if you're wearing a backpack right now You're a cool person Yeah Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Australia. Yes. Yep. Just four wonderful things showing why I should not really be a singer. So we're back. And uh, as promised, we're going to do a quiz All right now on New Zealand. Because apparently Mallory and I only like to do quizzes. Now, I've not looked at this either. Uh, this is, in celebration of us living in this beautiful country, uh, we're going to test our knowledge to see how much we know about New Zealand. So this not is... Not much is most likely going to be the answer. The Great Kiwi... Oh, no! Oh, and she's just dropped the iron and probably about to burn us all to death. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Kiwiana Quiz Mark Two. So this is obviously a second one. I don't know where the first one is, but... Um, oh. Are you ready for this? Because I don't even know half these. I'm only just looking at the first one here. So, what is the city town, city slash town, that is closest to the geographic centre of New Zealand? Is it Wellington, Nelson, Paraparatumu... No, hang on. Para... Paru, Paris, para something or other, <laughs> Paris, or a Blenheim. I'm going to go with Blenheim. Blenheim? That's how it's pronounced. I would say Wellington, but we're going to press Blenheim. Uh, we were both wrong. It was Nelson. Yep, we were close. Okay, we're doing well here. Good start. Who said, keep cool till after school? Was not it me. Jason? What? <laughs> Did you say Barney? No, I said not me. Oh, not you. <laughs> Jason Gunn, Simon Barnett, Ollie Olsen, and John Campbell. I've not heard of any of these four. Yep. <laughs> Let's, who do you want to guess? C. C is always the right answer. Ollie Olsen. Correct. Look at you. That's how you cheat in tests. What is New Zealand's longest river? Is it the Manawatu River, the Avon River, the 
Whanganui River or the Waikato River? The Whanganui River. Whanganui? I'm going to say that too. And we were both wrong. It's the Waikato River. Got one out of three so far. Doing well. Which town is the band Evermore from? I thought they were Australian. Didn't know they were Kiwis. Oh, well. Um, you guys just steal everything. Masterton, Katakati, Fielding, or Rayethi? Ray, Ray, Rayatihi. One of them. I would say Fielding. And would be correct. Look at you, girl. Go with C. Look at you. Who played Fred Dagg? Who's <laughs> Fred Dagg? John Clark, Barry Crump, Murray Ball, Peter Elliott. Now, I I've heard of John know Clark. Any of these people are. John Clark was quite big in Australia. Uh, shall we go with him? Sure. Oh, we were correct. Yeah, look at us. Look at that. Uh, what did Rachel Hunter become famous advertising? Was it the Tip Top Eskimo Pie, the Cabri Cream Egg? The Tip Top Trumpet or the Streets Magnum? What is an Eskimo pie? It is a uh, ice cream in between like two chocolate biscuits. Oh. Um, like, but like a pie. Ice cream with like biscuity things on top. And you eat it like in with your fingers. We My call dad, them something else and I'm trying to think of what we call them right now, but I can't. Ice cream sandwich? Yeah, that. My uh, dad was a smart ass in school once and he went to the uh, school kiosk and said, can I have an Eskimo pie with uh, sauce? And the teacher actually, or the canteen lady put tomato sauce on his uh, Eskimo pie. So, wow. there you go. Uh, shall we go with the Eskimo pie since we're talking about it so much? Sure. Uh, and we would be wrong. It was the tip-top trumpet. Everyone's famous. Uh, I feel like this is a very obscure New Zealand one. I should have found a different one. What is Pine Tree Mead's first name? Wayne, Colin, Dan, Murray. One of them. Murray. Uh, it's Colin. Of course, it's always Colin. Uh, what were kiwi fruit originally called? I actually think I know this one. Chinese gooseberry, dragon fruit, lychees, or mango steam. I think it's Chinese gooseberry. I agree. And we would be correct. What year was the soft drink L&P invented? 1974, 1959, 1931, 1904. I feel like I should know this because we went to that place. But I think I it was don't. 31. Sure. Let's go with that. Why not? And it was 1904. Ba-boom. We suck. In Foot Rot, foot rot Flats... Told you about this before, but you probably don't remember it. Wall's girlfriend, Cheeky Hobson's actual first name is Dolores, Doris, Darlene, or Daphne. No idea. Let's go with Dolores. And yeah, I'm correct. Where did Flight of the Concords, Jermaine Clement, grow up? Wellington, Browns Bay, Ataki, Masterson. Masterton. How am I supposed to know this? Go on, give me a guess. Mm, Masterton. You would be correct. What is known as New Zealand's Christmas tree? Is it Ratta? Po-u-tukawa? Uh, po <laughs> Kauri? Or the Pinus radiata? Kauri is the big, tall, fat one. Do you want to go with that one, then? Yep. They're only found in certain parts of New you Zealand. You would be wrong. It's the Po-u-tukawa. <laughs> That is the correct pronunciation of everyone's. What is the motto on the cover of the Edmunds cookbook? Sure to please, sure to bake, sure to satisfy, sure to rise. Sure to satisfy. You would be wrong. It's sure to rise. What did I thought I was going to be right with that one. <laughs> what did Sir Edmund Hillary do for a job before climbing Everest? Motor mechanic, architect, beekeeper, accountant. Beekeeper. Correct. Wait, actually? Yep. Where are the Hundertwasser hun, <laughs> toilets located? I think it's... Fu- what? 
Yeah, this is apparently a quiz question. Where are the hundred wasa toilets located? Kauakawa, Katayawa, Karori, or Kayapoi? One of them. Kayapoi. Oh, yep. I went one. with Kayakawa Wawa, and I was correct. Good job. Where is... Oh, come on, we know this one. We definitely know this one because somebody was a bit of a wimp to do this the other day. Where is Baldwin Street, the world's steepest street? That is in... Wellington, Dunedin, Littleton, or Queenstown. Correct. Yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, What was a classic Kiwi featuring a train with cowboys and Indians promoting? Milky Bar, Moro, Crunchy, Snickers. I would say a Milky Bar. And I would be bar. wrong. It was a crunchy. And right. the final Another question, this right now is whether or not you get this correct or not, you will be deported. What town slash city is known as the country music capital of New Zealand? Is it oh, Gore, where that girl's from. Invercargill, Levin, or Dargaville? Dar- Dargaville. I think it's Gore. I feel like Gore's, yeah. Oh, and I accidentally pressed Levin, but it was Gore. Gore's correct. So, oh, I was about to say in Chicago, we could be here. Gore's not that far from here, actually. No, so, not. there you go. We got uh, 9 out of 18. <laughs> Woo! So, Halfway to citizenship. Woo, go us. Go us. There you go. Did you feel like you learned a little bit about New Zealand right now? I feel like I wasn't paying enough attention to learn a little bit about New Zealand. Isn't that just generally what it is about me anyway? Or yep. No, yes, possibly. Sometimes. Cool. All right, well, uh, we're going to come back and wrap things up in just a moment. So, uh get yourself excited given it's been some time since we've even done an episode of the brink it's obviously been some time since we've had this man on and uh we have a canadian who hosts stuff with us but we have to get another canadian on because he's actually in canada and might know what's happening over there it's colin hilding hello colin welcome back Hello, and I'm just uh, going to put this right out there. I am 100% sober right now, only man in Canada. <laughs> well, that is the big thing right now, isn't it? Because within the last week or so, or a few weeks, uh, you legalized pot. Canada is now officially Not stoned. Me. Well, you didn't. Justin did. Yeah. Um, well, his government, yeah. whatever. Uh, how Has the sky fallen? Has the world changed since uh, everyone's now just stoned walking around Canada? Um, it, it's, well, I'm sure I would notice it more if I was, um, a drug guy, which I am not <laughs> in any way. Uh, I knew this was happening. I think everybody knew it was happening. And I, I we've seen, obviously, what was it in Colorado, in America, they did this. And obviously the sky didn't fall, uh, the country didn't fall apart, you didn't have all these car accidents or things like that like everybody thought. It's been pretty low-key. Uh, I kind of knew, I guess, a couple of months ago that the fall was roughly when this was going to happen, but it, was, it wasn't like there was a countdown to the day here. Uh, it, it was just sort of one day um, I came into work and... Everyone was we stoned. had an email for it. It was based. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. This was pre that. <laughs> it's funny because uh, when we came into work, there was an email for it. It says, "Pass this on to you know uh, any any you know employees you have." Uh, it is to review the company's drug policy. <laughs> it's basically like a sixteen-page long document, if not longer, about uh, any scenarios about you know uh, not being able to use any type of drugs 
on uh, while you're working for the company or while you're on company time and then company functions and having to represent the company and all those things. And I, again, just because this isn't my thing, I didn't even put two and two together. Uh, so after forwarding this email off, there were several people who started calling in and saying, oh, yeah, the, the, the new, you know, uh, um, pot store is opening up down the street. I know where I'm going for lunch. And I'm like, oh, that was today. That's why they sent that email. <laughs> so it didn't even click with me. Uh, there were several people. It's like, um, did, did somebody tell you anything about me? Like, why did you forward this email? I'm like, no, no, everybody has to get it. Don't worry. But, uh, I mean, since then, I think there's a couple of stories about people getting pulled over for – you know, smoking it in the car, which apparently it can't be uh, anywhere outdoors or in a vehicle or anything like that. There's been a few little minor stories. I guess the the major story has just been that these places are like selling out and closing down after being open for 10 hours. It's the thing that I find fascinating here is reading through this is that there are, by the looks of things, four countries where it's, this is recreational. We're obviously not talking about uh, medical, where it is legal uh, Canada, it seems, is the only one where it's just fully legal. It's just legal, legal. That's it. You can buy it. You can, you know, do it. That's great. Whereas if you look at the other countries here where it's got legal next to it, so Georgia in Europe, not the state in America, it's legal for possession and consumption but not for sale as per July 2018. That makes sense. So basically you can buy it illegally and then use it legally. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, then in South Africa, it's the same. You can have it you can have it and you can consume it, but you can't sell it. And then in Uruguay, it is legal, but foreigners aren't allowed to buy it. Uh, so that's the weirdness mm. of it. And obviously then in the US, you have eight, uh, nine states where it is uh, legal. That's Alaska, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. Um, so it's still a very interesting thing. And I guess... I mean, through the Canadians that I know, I know a lot of people have different viewpoints on it. But I guess how I look at it, I mean, does it any different to alcohol? Like, people know that you can't go to work drunk. You can't drive a car drunk. You can't walk down the street with a bottle of alcohol. People, smart people, the majority of people, know how and where you can drink and consume alcohol. To me, that's got to be the same with marijuana, right? Like, you can... Don't go to work stoned. Don't drive a vehicle stoned. Don't walk down the street smoking pot. Like... Is it just the same logistical reasons that you would do it with alcohol? Is that what people are kind of looking at there at the moment? Yeah, well, I, I think there's – and I'm not going to put myself in the category of, oh, you're, you're afraid that they were going to pass this law to make it legal. It's just simply because it's not something that I do, uh, you know, I could care less. And if you were to ask me if you put this up in a vote – like we just had our citywide election here and then the major intersection in uh, – our city is actually closed to pedestrian traffic where it's like you have to go underground to get across the street and they're talking about opening that up and they actually put that on the ballot like so the public voted if they put this on a ballot i probably would have voted no uh but the way that it's structured i would say even more so than alcohol because you can't consume it anywhere in public whereas i i think if you were to look at alcohol a person can go to a bar and in some cases just go to a restaurant a family restaurant get drunk drive home and kill two people mm. because there's the laws where it's like you basically could only use this if you were in your own home not even like in your own backyard in your own home behind closed doors 
I think you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody who's going to be like, well, the country's falling apart. I mean, the, the most you may find is a lot of people getting lazy and not showing up for work in the morning. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to be looking six months a year down the road. And is it true that your country's debt was basically paid off within 24 hours of this becoming legal? Uh, I mean, that I haven't heard anything on. Um, it's a pretty big debt. And that's the, the, the funniest thing, more than anything, is that Justin Trudeau seems to have just bought himself re-election, uh, which From I guess all odds because there's basically nothing else the man has – Yeah, there's nothing else he's done since he's been in office that any Canadian is happy with. And now he's just like, all right, I'm going to make pot legal. They're like, there you go. You're in for the next 20 years. I can just imagine all these stoners sitting around to come election time like – Dude, you know what we should do? What? Vote. We wouldn't be able to be stoned right now if it wasn't for Justin. Yeah, man, let's go vote for Bieber. Like, they like to see the word Justin and that's it. <laughs> I'm actually reading here that apparently um, here in New Zealand, they're about in 2020, there is a planned referendum for legality of cannabis. So there you go. Uh, I can vote in about a year whether or not the country that I'm living in and not a citizen of can smoke pot legally. Um, so, good old New Zealand. There you go. Um, I mean, it's 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 interesting, I think, that I, I honestly thought a lot more countries in the world had it legal. So, uh, But, I mean, you guys were one of the first countries in the world, too, to have uh, gay marriage legal as well, weren't you? So, Canada, once again, ahead of, yeah. the, uh, ahead of the world in different ways. Yeah, I mean, we also were the first country in the world to offer really hideous pop stars with, like, Celine Dion <laughs> and Avril Lavigne and Justin Bieber. Uh and we also ruined rock music for good with bands like Nickelback and Default. So uh, it's appropriate that we're leading the way for the world. Well, one thing that you're not leading the way in the world in is winning Stanley Cups. It's been a quarter of a century. Uh, <laughs> but um, the NHL has started, and it's looking a little bit better for you guys this year, particularly your team, the Leafs, who, as I'm watching here yes. at the time of recording, uh, they're doing quite well. Don't tell me the score. I'm not telling you the score. I'm just oh. saying in general that they're doing well and in life and everything. And... Uh, How's it how's it right now being a Leafs fan, Colin? Because right now things are actually going well for you guys. Well, I mean, a, a couple of years ago it was like the worst you could get, but it was sort of intentional. I mean, they were in a decent spot. Uh, this is maybe three years ago. They were in a decent spot where they were, you know, maybe not making the playoffs, but right on the verge. And then they just seemingly fired their coach for no reason at all and gave some assistant coach the job to take over the season. Basically, intentionally tank their season because, like, the lower you are, the better chance you have at a good draft pick. And then that was the year they got the number one draft pick, which was Austin Matthews. And then they made the playoffs, like, with his first year on the team, which is crazy. Uh, this year they signed John Tavares, who is uh, a number one draft pick from a couple of years ago. So, like, they've put this team together over the course of two years. That's just incredible. And they also have one of the youngest teams in NHL history. And I don't think anybody uh, – it's partly because in Canada – you don't want to root for – I mean, every major city has their own team at this point. So you never want to root for another team. So people from Calgary don't want success out of Edmonton. People from uh, Winnipeg don't want success out of Toronto. Uh, people from Toronto don't want success out of Montreal. People across Canada don't want Vancouver, period. Uh, <laughs> it just sort of goes that way. Um, Sam Mallory didn't hear that. But, like, <laughs> I've, I've seen so many people who just – who don't like the Leafs just because they're the Leafs who just can't deny that it's like, wow, they're really on fire right now. And I mean, I think 
about this time last week, they were the number one team in the league, and um, they've had only three losses all season. We just went to uh, the the Jets versus the Leafs because the Winnipeg Jets are my home team, and. Toronto being my team, any chance I get to get tickets to the Leafs game, I go. So this is the third year in a row that we've gone there. And what's insane is that the Jets are, like, probably the most rabid fans in the NHL. Like, the decibel level of our arena, despite being the smallest arena in the NHL with the smallest crowd, is, like, the highest decibel levels you'll get for the cheers. And... Every single time we go to one of these games, if when the Jets fans try to get a Go Jets, Go chant going, all you hear is about equal amount of people going, Go Leafs, Go, and then the chant just dies. Uh, so I've had games where I showed up and I'm in a section where there's maybe two other Leafs fans and most of the people are like looking like they re- they, they want to like lynch you <laughs> uh, and chop you up into little pieces and throw you out into an alley. Uh, I happen to be in like a full Leafs section this time. Where it's like every person there seemed to be a Leafs fan, and there was like a father behind me who was in a Leafs jersey with like a four-year-old son who was wearing a Jets jersey. And about two goals into the game for the Leafs, the little kid was like, "I might as well have worn my Leafs jersey. I should be cheering for the Leafs at this point." So I, I saw a kid switch allegiance throughout the course of the game, uh, just because he had a very loyal Leafs father. And the Leafs were obviously blowing away the Jets, who, of course, made the conference finals last year. So it's going very well for us. I might. I mean, look, I've, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the Leafs. And, you know, I technically have two teams. But if I had, a you know, a top five, uh, <laughs> the Leafs would be in my top yeah. five. I, I generally always like teams from Toronto anyway. But um, for those, and I know we've talked about this before, uh, but for those who don't follow it as closely as we do, I mean, this is 50 years now since uh, the Leafs have uh, won yeah. or made uh, the Stanley Cup finals, the longest in the league. Um, so, I mean, it could play out. I mean, as I said, 25 years since a, a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup, 50 years since Toronto, and I, I got that Hockey News preview magazine when I was in mm-hmm. Canada, and their favourites for the year were the Leafs as well as the Jets. Uh, the Flames are apparently third favourite, and yet they've started off well and started to choke pretty badly, so it's only early, Ben. Um, so, I mean, but is this... How do you feel, though? Do you honestly think that this could be the year for the Leafs? Uh, to to win the Stanley Cup, it would be tough. But I think that I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them like the Jets did last year, make the conference finals or maybe even make the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, maybe it's just because it's been so long. I'm not – and I've seen so many Canadian teams make the Stanley Cup finals and then just fall apart with no real reason why. I mean every single Canadian team except for the Jets and the Leafs now have made the Stanley Cup finals uh, within the last 25 years. So – I'm not getting my expectations too high, but I think at this point it's looking like if any Canadian team is going to pull it off, against all odds it is going to be the Leafs. Uh, And that 50 years seems like a long time, but I mean, people have to keep in mind that there's two teams that had longer droughts than that, and that's like the New York Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Both of those teams went over 50 years, and nobody's going to say like the Blackhawks are a failure of a team now. Also, I mean, it was 49 years ago when they expanded past six teams so once the Le- the real thing is going to be once the Leafs win a Stanley Cup you're going to have a half dozen other teams who have never won who are all going to be tied so what's the- what's the next longest drought going to be is it going to be like St. Louis and St. you know Louis, who knows yeah. how many other teams so according to this mm. um if we go wins not just appearances in the finals so yeah the St. Louis is below you guys well they're, they're technically equal it's saying here because they sort of came around at the same time as you guys last won it. Uh, then Buffalo, 
uh, have gone 47 seasons without one. Vancouver has gone 47 seasons without one. And the, the most active team that has actually won one, we're not talking about one, it's just not won one, uh, is Philadelphia, who have now gone 42 seasons without winning one. Um, and you were saying about the active drought, or the droughts in the history. So I hear, yeah, Rangers went 53 seasons without winning one until they won it in 93-94. And according to this, what I'm seeing here, that you guys and St. Louis currently have the second, because Chicago went 47 seasons without winning one until they won mm. it in 2009-2010. So just three more years and you can hold an all-time record of the NHL, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Um, I mean, one thing that will be interesting is that, uh, as a Raptors fan, can I just say, undefeated right now, uh, best start ever in the history of the uh, Raptors franchise, that it will be a very busy uh, playoffs, uh, what about May next year, if both the Leafs and the Raptors go deep mm. into the finals. I don't even know if that's ever happened before, if you've ever had two teams make... Um, you know, both the NBA and the NHL ones at the time. I'm pretty, actually, I think Los Angeles might have done it at one point. But, I mean, you think about how they can quickly transform the arenas from ice to basketball courts. But, I mean, how how would yeah. Toronto be if both the Raptors, Raptors made the NBA finals now that LeBron's gone to the West? They don't have to choke until the finals. Um, and then the, the Leafs made the Stanley Cup finals. That would be the place to be in about uh, six months. You know, because it's been 50 years since there was a winning team in Toronto, um, I, I think it's too early to tell whether we would riot. But if you take every other Canadian team in every other Canadian city, win, lose, or draw, they will riot. Because that's what we do here in Canada. The only time Canadians are ever mean is when hockey is involved. And, um, yeah, it, it's actually yeah. interesting <laughs> being in New Zealand now for about two and a half weeks. Every single time I'm in front of a TV and there's any sport on, it's only ever rugby. So um, these countries do live up to their reputations of just having one type of sport. Um, I did at least mm-hmm. see some different sports in Canada. It was mainly the NFL and uh, hockey. So uh, how's the CFL going? How's Winnipeg? The, the mighty Blue Bombers. I was wearing my shirt yesterday, Colin. Yes. Um, we actually, I'm disappointed because, uh, somebody at work was giving away tickets they'd won to the bomber game and we tried three, it's the first time we've never been able to find a babysitter for Casper <laughs> and Jamie's a huge football fan. So we missed it, but we recorded the game and, uh, it was kind of like, uh, the bombers had a terrible start to the season. And at the point you were here, what a month ago, you asked, well, how's the team doing? I'm like, not good. Uh, but they've won every single game since. And b- they were taking on the Calgary Stampeders who are like, Season after season, the most dominant team in the league who just never wins the Grey Cup, but they'll always be the number one team in the league throughout the season. Um, and if the Bombers had won last night, they would have gotten a spot in the playoffs against you know all odds because they were doing so terrible up until a few weeks ago. And they actually beat the Stampeders, which apparently was the first time in seven years that they have beaten the Calgary Stampeders at home in Winnipeg. Wow. So as of now, the Bombers at least have secured a playoff spot. And the Calgary Stampeders, uh, who probably still make the playoffs, uh, they're, they're on borrowed time now. This is, It's finally looking good for Winnipeg, who also hold now the longest drought in CFL history, which is only a little over 20 years because we only have like nine teams. Uh, but prior to this was like the Ottawa team where we had three separate Ottawa teams who had never won. Now that Ottawa has won a great cup, Winnipeg is the longest drought. But it's not like 50 years or anything. I think it's like 22 or something like that. Well, I'm going to take two credit, two moments which I think have turned this team around. The first is uh, us kicking field goals on the field, and that person who turned around goes, yeah. you guys suck. <laughs> the, uh, the guys who were signing <laughs> autographs in the crowd heard that, thought they were talking about yeah. them, and like, guys, 
we do suck. Let's do better. <laughs> and then also when we met the cheerleaders, they were like, hey, this is this is good meeting these people. We're going to cheer better. And they help cheer better and then they win more. So there you go. You're welcome, Winnipeg. I, I thought you were going to say that the players are like, the cheerleaders are giving these two guys way more attention than us. we got to up our game. <laughs> that too. See? It's, it's all about the Australian. The Australian shows up. Like, oh my God, these arsies. What are these arsies doing? <laughs> Um, so you're welcome, Winnipeg. Um, it's, it's all, I will accept gifts and cheerleader calendars because Colin stole mine. Um, that, that about wraps up. Anything else you want to add before we close it out? Uh, just that, uh, the Leafs are playing the Jets again right now. The game's probably over, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the Leafs beat my home team again. Well, I know the score and I won't tell you what the score is. So thank uh, you. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Hopefully, you'll be a bit more stoned than you were this week. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> oh, she's talking already. That's a bit awkward. Um, welcome back to the brink to wrap it all up. Mallory's talking already. You're you're good. Everything. Yep. Fun, dandy. What are you doing? <laughs> Keeping my legs warm with the warm right. fabric from my ironing. It's been I should fun probably to... turn the iron off. You probably should. Uh, <laughs> it's been <laughs> fun to be back. It has. Now, uh, this week, Halloween, Woo! your second uh, Halloween outside of... New Zealand seems to be a lot more into Halloween than the other part of this part of Did the world. Did you do anything last year for Halloween? I sat on the porch while the kids went out, and I handed out candy and watched Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> cool. And what did you do the year before? Do you remember? Did you go trick-or-treating? I don't know. You don't know. Um, the year before, I... Oh, I think there might have been a Halloween party. No, that was a Christmas party. Um, I don't know. Pretty exciting. I went trick-or-treating two years ago in Atlanta. You shook the hand of the man who gave you candy? I did. Yep. yep. I was Still going to hold that against you? Yep. Uh, and You were white Obama? I well, I mean, I was Ozzy Obama, but um, <laughs> oh. sure, I was close, That's right? A bit awkward, um, <laughs> but yes, happy Halloween for you this week, I guess. Uh, it's early November, which is exciting, um, and we've got two Brink Unleashed movies to come. Woo. Which can I just point out that uh, when Mallory first was in one earlier this year, she was like, "Yay, cool! I get to do this! Oh, I want to narrate them! Oh, yeah, 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 yay!" Watched it, and I think you know, I later found, "Oh, this is boring." Then the second one, she was kind of like, eh, and then we just filmed this one over the last 10 days and she just didn't give a shit. So, are you still wanting to narrate them when I do them? Yeah. Okay. That's that's good to know. That's um, the easy part. That's the fun part. Yeah. Right. And then you've got to watch the damn thing, don't you? Yeah. That's not the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> the other parts are more fun. Valerie's so good at promoting our products here <laughs> on this program. We're so, so glad and excited that she's... Can we just stop and, and just realise that, you know, we had freaking Kevin Bacon on this show? Woo! Like, can we just... I don't think we made a bigger deal about that. That, you know, we wanted so long to get him on the show and it happened and then it just, you know, it's been and done. So, you okay? There's, like, one really bright light at the window I just want to see if Kevin Bacon's, like, outside the door or something yeah. like that. We, went to, uh, we sure. went to Bacon Brothers the other day in Christchurch. We did. Which good was burgers. Probably the best burger I've ever had in my life. It was great. Uh, they made another pretty good darn burger in uh, Queenstown as well. So, uh, everybody go to those cities to grab yourself some delicious food. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we hope to get back in the swing of things now here that we're kind of settling down slightly. Mallory and I will be regaling our adventures and coming up with some segments along the way. Uh, as you heard, Colin, of course, back this week. And we're going to try and get a few other people. I'll get Nick back on the show every now and then. I'm going to try and get no. Sam on the line over over the Dutch in Australia, uh, Joshua and uh, all our regular Joshua. fun people that we uh, you know get on the show every now and then. Um, and yeah, Mallory, I guess she can stay. Oh, um, lucky me. I don't think anybody can hear that because the mic's nowhere near my mouth. Yeah, that's, oh, that's lucky me. She, she's decided to wear the headset this week while I get the, uh, the other mic. I needed to be able to be mobile while I was mm. ironing your clothes. That's what they uh, all say. Um, and she's, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Everything is falling. Everything's falling apart. Mallory, I appreciate your time on the show. Thank you very much. Ben, I appreciate your time on the show. I'm glad that you <laughs> feel the need to thank me for being on the show that I was part of creating um, when you were like 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Actually, eight years old, to be honest. But uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, unless we take another three months to come back. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, all the other places. Um, go to sleep like Mallory, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a long yawn. I'm so professional into this point. Um <laughs> But until next week, do you remember our closing line? Please do keep sucking those <laughs> oh, my sweet oranges. I'm pointing to you, Hobart, and good night. <laughs>